TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Good evening, good evening, good evening to all of our listeners out there. We're coming to you live from Sears Crosstown here in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm excited tonight because this is the first show for Talk Time Live with Romalis Jones. And I'm so excited because this is something different, something new, and something fresh that's coming to the airwaves live from Memphis, Tennessee. So, who is Romalis Jones? I know everybody is wondering that question or asking that question. Well, Romalis Jones is, um, um, uh, I can say many things about Romalis Jones, but one thing that Memphis, Tennessee knows me as, they knows me as a pastor. I pastored in the city for 15 years. They know me as a playwright. I produced many plays for over 20 years. But you will know me as the one that's going to deal with real people, real conversations, and real issues. So once again, welcome to Talk Time Live with Romalis Jones. I'm so excited that you are joining in with us um, tonight. I have my little brother, Todd. What's um, going on? Yeah, say what's up with, to them, Todd. How y'all doing out there? Yeah. And I have um, two young men um, that I'll be talking um, to a little later that I'll introduce you all to in just a little bit. But as I said, that I um, come from a background where... It's been, thank you, sir, coming from a background where um, the religious community has been um, foremost um, very important to me. And I'm kind of hesitating on how to say that is because of the fact that I need those that are in the Memphis that knows me as Pastor Jones to know that I am still full fledged in ministry and doing the things that I have been called to do. Um, but I have taken upon this task to introduce the world to what I would say my reality and others' reality, and that's real conversation, dealing with real issues, with real people. Absolutely. So with that being said, I do want to talk talk about um, an issue in the religious community. I know that the OAM network had a um, diverse group of people, but with me introducing myself tonight, I do want to talk on an issue. And I want, Todd, you may know of it, you may not know of it, but um, we had a situation with one of my favorite singers, um, a young lady that was on a gospel television show that won a contest. Her name is Leandra Johnson. Mm-hmm. And someone sent me that link um, about her, and they asked me my opinion about it. And in my opinion, I was like, well, this is a young lady that's speaking her truth. Mm-hmm. This is a, a young lady that's been hurt. This is a young lady that um, have experienced some things within the church. 
Now, the way that she went about expressing herself, um, I can't say that she was wrong and I can't say that she was right. I can say that that she is a real person mm-hmm. having a real conversation, right. dealing with her real issue. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see exactly what you were speaking of. One thing I know about Leandria from following for for a long time now is um, she is the truth. Sometimes the truth is comfortable. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. But what you have to understand is if it's true, you got to deal with it as truth. So if it comes with a little hurt, you know, you have to just kind of heal that hurt. But at least it's the truth. Sometimes, again, the delivery may be a little, you know, that can be um, changed or altered a little bit. But you got to stay focused on the message, though. And that's the thing about it. What is your truth? A lot of us, we want to run from our truth. Yeah. And like you said, you didn't see it, but I watched it and I watched it a couple of times because I enjoy her music. And one thing about her music, when you hear her music, you can feel her truth. Yeah. Leandria is. um, Wow. Like. It's it's authentic with 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 Leandria, not to say that, you know, no, no other, you know, gospel singer has that authenticity, but with Leandria. You feel it, you know, even if it's, you know, again, the delivery, you may not like that, but the truth, you feel it, you know, it's, you know, it's authentic. And I can, me personally, I would better deal with people like that because I don't have to guess who you really are. Absolutely. 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 And um, one thing about it, you say you may not like her delivery, even in singing. Right. um, We may not like an opera singer. We may not like a rock and roll singer. But when they are singing from the heart, you can feel it. You can feel it. You can feel it. Absolutely. And that's because they I believe that you sing when you sing, you're singing um, with the feelings of your journey. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. even when she spoke of the things that she experienced in the church. We were able to fill it because right. it was her truth. Right. Exactly. You exactly. know, so um, uh, my thing um, for even bringing her up and I got one more person before we move on mm-hmm. um, into the topic tonight. We're just talking about youth. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that this is a young lady that has a bright future. This is a young lady that has blessed the world. Mm-hmm. That's why she's on the platform that she's on. And this is a young lady that has been hurt. Right. Um, she said that I'm not high. I'm not this. And I believed her. Absolutely. I believed her. I believe that enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that's what she was basically saying. I saw what I saw. I experienced what I experienced. And this is where I am now. Enough is enough. And I'm not going to tolerate it. So, you know, uh, you want to say anything else? I now? mean, you know, and again, because I, I know we have another topic that we're going to, you know, get to and things of that nature. But as far as the church goes. If you're a little bit, you know, wearing your heart on your sleeve about the church, let's just be honest. The church is not always pretty. It's not always clean. Right. It, it can be presented that way. But some people have different experiences in the church. And to share it, if it's the truth and that's what happened, regardless to how you feel about it, that's not the that's not the point. The point is, hey, this is the truth. This is what happened. And let's deal with that. But as far as, you know. Being upset because of what's said, I, I can't go with that. Now, if you have a problem with how it was delivered, fine, we can discuss that. But as far as the, if it's the truth, it's the truth. And right, we all can make deliveries in a 
better way when we think about it. Absolutely. When we are hurt by something, our emotions sometimes get in the way of that delivery. And sometimes it comes out the wrong way. And I believe the young lady, she did come back and um, address how she delivered it. But at the same time, it was her truth. And we need to wake up and understand that was her truth. Her Her truth. And my thing is, what is your truth? We got some cups here tonight. And it, it and I said we're gonna do a what's in your cup, you know what's in your cup. Everybody's wondering what's in everybody else's cup, but what's in your cup? Yeah. Um, one other issue, as while we're on this topic of um, church and religion, there was another young man that I'm familiar with as well by the name of Tim Rogers. Mm-hmm. Um, he made a statement that was so um, I wouldn't say it was so large that even. Um, Carlton Pearson, who just did the movie Come Sunday, um, had to address. And that statement, and I just want to get your intake on it, and we're going to move on from that. We may come up um, with some more um, conversation about this, um, some on one of the other shows or whatever. But he made a statement at a funeral. I think it was a young man's funeral. Mm-hmm. The church was packed. You know, mm-hmm. It was a traditional Black funeral, as I would say. And he's made a statement that there is no hell. And he said that hell is an imaginary place. Now, I did watch that clip as well. So, you know, we are an evolving generation where people are shifting their minds as it relates to heaven, hell, spirituality and all that. So um, I just want to get your input on that. for Todd. <sighs> Let me put it like this. Um, the things in year-to-year, uh, decade-to-decade, now it's it's month-to-month. Um, for some reason, we are so uncomfortable and ashamed and, like, we're so quick to want to get away from different things that we've been taught to believe or that we've, taught, we've been taught to to look at us in a certain way, um, just, you know, whether it's genetically, whether it's, um, you know, just historically in our culture, it just seems like to me now is yes is no. No is yes. Up is now down. Down is now up. So it's like you don't really know what to believe. And and again, it goes back to what we're talking about just prior to this. And that is your truth. Because right now, if you don't find some sort of something, and for for me, it's my spirituality, but you know, again, I can't speak for everybody else, but if you don't find some sort of um, something to anchor yourself, you know, on, you can be misled or, whole lot of ways out here nowadays absolutely so you know it's you know to hear that there is no hell again that may be his opinion um again that's his opinion but you know when you start making statements like that i just think that this world gets more and more like just we start to lose uh, just just this um this centering it's like now there there is no no like uh, no covering like there is no end there is no beginning like we can just go as far as we can this way or want to go this way and I just believe that's the biggest issue that we have now just as a society we don't know what yes is or what no is or what 
up is, what down is, what's good, what's bad. Because everybody is, we are inclined to believe, hey, we can do any and everything. But, you know, it, it, we're just, we're in a place right now where everybody's, I used to they got their own truth. And <laughs> I guess I, I better have mine on my own as well. well. Definitely. We better have something that we believe in and something that we hold fast to. Right. And something that we know it's our truth right. um, because um, I believe everyone should have a spiritual foundation. And my question to you all that are listening out there, what is your truth? How do you feel about things that are uh, quote unquote religious? Um, how do you feel about um, spirituality? Where are you today? That's what I ask to you. What's in your cup? Hit us up. Tune in. Send a message. <laughs> you know, um, this is our first show. Um, um, you'll be able to call in. You'll be able to um, um, tap tap in, and we can read your comments or what have you. Um, and we will find out what you think about this. Yeah, we need feedback. We yeah. want some feedback on these things. But I sent out positive energy to Leandra. My prayers are with you and uh, um, Brother Rogers. Um, Keep doing what you're doing. Right, right. <laughs> I'm not going to judge anybody, but I just say know your truth and be comfortable right. within your truth. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, the truth is that we have a, like I say, a, an evolving generation. Uh, we have young people that um, most people are putting negativity on and saying that they're doing this, they're doing that. And of course, the media um, is broadcasting a lot of things that are negative as it relates to our young people, especially our black um, um, African-American youth. Um, and tonight we have two young men um, that I am proud to be in the company of because they attend um, my alma mater, the University of Memphis, which was Memphis State when I went. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, you could applaud for it. Um, one is working on his master's and the other is working on his bachelor's degree. Um, but tonight um, I'm excited for this young man, Stephen White, that I met um, about a few months ago um, as what I do all the time, deal with our youth and try to encourage them and try to push them to the next level. But I was intrigued with this young man and, and the ambitions and the business um, adventures that he's taken on. So tonight we got um, Stefan. Hey, I'm in the building. Yeah, he's <laughs> <in> having me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, I think the best place to start is uh, maybe where I was born. Uh, I was born in Nuremberg, Germany. Uh, I was raised in Knoxville, Tennessee um, by... Uh, first, my mother, uh, Jacita Linnell White, and then uh, my two grandparents, uh, James Robinson and uh, Josie Robinson. And so nice. um, uh, I'm very fortunate to have that type of um, or to have had that type of stability growing up. And so mm -hmm. um, I'm definitely um, a beneficiary and a product of not just those three, um, but definitely a very strong, tight-knit family. So. Cool. I think that kind of shares a little bit about the family aspect. Um, graduated from Austin East High School, um, where we are the Roadrunners. <laughs> I, I have to throw that out there. Um, I graduated from Rust, um, which is an HBCU that I think most people should become more familiar with. 
mm-hmm. um, which is in Holly Springs, Mississippi, and uh, graduated with my degree in business administration. And uh, that was in 2011. And so uh, I've had a, a number of tremendous working uh, or professional experiences uh, since then. Um, and I guess to kind of skip some of that, we are where we are in 2018. Uh, currently, I'm a master's student at the University of Memphis in instruction and curriculum leadership. And uh, I'm scheduled to graduate in the fall. Um, and I'm also founder and CEO of All in One, A-L-L-I-N-W-O-N, which is an educational technology firm that's located at the U of M. Okay, so you you have done a whole lot, and you're currently doing a whole lot. Um, I received an article um, from you, a, a link, and I was telling you for the University of Memphis to do about four pages on you mm-hmm. um, that speaks volume, um, yeah, and with you being an African-American um, male, which um, a lot is going on with our African-American young men today. Could you tell me a little bit about that article? Sure. Um First, uh, I'd like to give a special shout-out uh, to Greg Russell, who is the primary, I guess, supervisor over the entire article. Um, the, I guess, translator, uh, the interviewer, uh, his name is on the article. Uh, please forgive me for uh, not remembering, but um, he did an excellent job. And the photographer also did an excellent job. So it was a, uh, somewhat of a team of three. And uh, I honestly thought that the article um, really highlighted a lot of the key things that personally, you know, that I'm doing. And also. What okay. What are those key things that are you doing? You were you, you did something in the educational area okay for you i want you to talk about that okay um so at this moment uh, all in one is the educational startup the educational technology startup that uh i'm building but it's not just myself there are other co-founders and there are a number of others um who serve within a strategic leadership position and uh, there are a number of others who are interested in interning and filling um, employment positions. So what All-in-One is uh, or what it provides is in um, it provides self. Mm-hmm. Um, self is in it's a to just really condense everything into maybe like a sentence or two. Self is educational technology that helps each student learn at their own pace. The idea is um, how can how can we personalize education? So currently there are too many students per teacher. And as a result, information gets lost and sometimes it never gets shared. Long-term outcomes never get achieved. So there are a lot of issues that result as a result of there only being one teacher for so many students. So we're providing educational technology called SELF that is a combination of artificial intelligence, um, a learning management system, uh, data search, uh, and prediction, and analytics, and a bunch of real, I guess, research-based teaching strategies. So by combining all these different things into a solution, 
um, we expect to really improve outcomes. And considering that we're in Shelby County where the education can really take off and go to another level, um, it's, it's a great environment to be able to start. That's cool. That's cool. So what, what, what led you um, to this, this sort of uh, this place as far as with, the, with education and, and being able to kind of generalize, I guess, um, you know, the, uh, the pace that, that students learn at? Yeah, definitely. Uh, great question. Um, it actually started back in undergrad. Um, I was a, um, I already mentioned this, but I was a business administration major. And as a result, um, well, not as a result, but I was able to serve as a TA um, at the local intermediate school. And I did that for two years. And in doing that, I realized just the the enormous challenges that a lot of teachers and K-12 administrators have to face on a daily basis, and oftentimes without really uh, the support of the parents. So in serving as a TA for that amount of time, um, which is two years again, I had an opportunity to apply somewhat of a business mindset to how to really reform education to the point where students are really able to learn. So I didn't necessarily know everything that I wanted to do via that experience, but I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, someone have my own business or again, be an entrepreneur in some capacity. And also uh, that I wanted to improve education uh, specifically in K through 12 and, and to some extent, even in higher ed um, by uh, providing technology along with, the research-based solutions that are constantly provided and come up or created. Okay, nice. so have that been implemented into the Shelby County Schools yet? Uh, we, we're working on it. Uh, it's one of those things where, um, based upon the solution that we're providing, it's taking us some time to really work out some of the kinks in regards to um, what grade should we start piloting in, uh, what subject. Um, so there are a number of questions that we've had to consider. So what we're actually expecting to do is pilot um, at the University of Memphis, uh, the campus school, um, sometime either in the fall or uh, beginning of the spring. I got gotcha. you. Okay. And that's just one school. There are a number of the schools that we're currently working with um, to establish a concrete time when we can pilot. Okay. And this so, is something that you came up with yourself. Yeah. And to it's kind of weird, right, claiming – credit for a collaborative effort. Now, mm-hmm. I may produce the idea, but in terms of the execution of that idea, um, there are a number of co-founders that we have. So we have a CTO. Um, his name is Kadarius McGlown, and uh, he's a great friend of mine, uh, master's, or I guess a graduate of the University of Memphis, uh, but also a master's uh, student. Uh, and then there's Keith Shubik. And he's our chief information officer. And when it comes to just understanding things regarding AI and gaming and some of the other aspects of what we're doing, he, he knows everything. And then we also have a another co-founder. His name is Aaron Chakraborty. And um, he he's our, uh, our chief gaming officer. Um, so in short, his focus is uh, on helping us to provide our educational technology via a video game. 
Okay. I applaud these guys that you mentioned, but my highlight tonight is about our youth. Okay. Um, and, 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 and Todd, mm-hmm. both of us being from the inner city of Chicago, right. um, this is a young man that's attending a four-year institution um, here in Memphis and right. 29 years old and have created this idea that can shift the whole educational learning process. Um, uh, what do you have to say about that? I mean, that's a, it's pretty impressive. It really is. You know, I know he was giving out a lot of shout outs and we're not going to knock them. But right, my right, emphasis right. tonight is to show that not all of our young people are out here shooting. Yeah. Um, Drug dealing. Exactly. Right, exactly, right, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I applaud him for what. what Absolutely. I definitely applaud you. Um, Again, we, we grew you. up in a place where let's just put it like this. We a lot of us did not make it. Of course. So when you see, you know, young, young men like yourself mm-hmm. come up with such a a huge idea mm-hmm. and be focused enough, you know, and willed enough mm-hmm. to try to see it through. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, I, I, I give you major, major props for that. And again, you. I know you like you're saying, you kind of got a horse behind you yeah. to kind of help you get it there or whatever. But at the end of the day. To come from you, mm-hmm. and then you push that passion. Mm-hmm. But let's face it, most people won't get behind you if they don't feel you're serious about it. I agree. And so clearly, you must be serious about it. So I am, man. I I, I salute you. Thank you know you. for staying on track and, and trying to make something so big happen. Because yeah. again, it's it's it sounds intimidating to be honest with you. And it has been uh, to some in just articulating the overall concept about Mm. what we're actually doing as a company um so um not only are we providing educational technology but we've also created our own cryptocurrency so there are a lot of aspects that are intriguing yet unfamiliar right so i think with opportunities such as um today being here we're able to really articulate but most importantly what we want to do is um, put ourselves in a position uh, where we're able to really deliver on the educational solution that we you know are developing if someone wanted to reach out to you and find you what Mm -hmm. would they go um i would start off with um what is your social media handle um well we just created our social media pages. What is your social media handle okay, if they gotcha. wanted to find out where they can contact you? Okay. Um, well, you can look me up on Facebook. My name is Stephen White, S-T-E-F-E-N, and then white, like the color. And then um, our Twitter is at underscore all in one, A-L-L-I-N-W-O-N. And our LinkedIn is all in one, A-L-L-I-N-W-O-N. And so I, I'm getting more familiar. I'm not used to really broadcasting. Mm-hmm. We're just, you know, we're kind of growing from being. Great, great. You know, I got you, got you. I get it. So we want um, you all to look him up, check this young man out. Um, and my whole thing is to show the world and show um, those that may be listening in and may share this information that there are some young people that's out here doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And the main thing is education. Yeah. And for this young man to create um, something that's going to revolutionize the educational system that mm-hmm. is to be applauded. Thank you. So we thank you for being here with us. You're going to hear more um, from um, Stefan in a little bit, but we're going to take a, just a, a few minute break um, so we can get back on tune and on track. Once again, this is Talk Time with Romalis Jones. This is our first show, and we hope that you're sharing and liking and giving us some feedback on what you're hearing on tonight. Right. We'll be right back with you. 
TheOAMNetwork.com. All original podcasts released weekly in Memphis, Tennessee. Hey, 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 we're back talking about it. Let's talk about it. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. This has been exciting, Todd. This is something different, something new. Very, very, very. Kind of fun, kind of yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very refreshing. Right. And I'm sure that we are going to talk about this a little later and some years to come and look at what we just <laughs> jumped off into. Right. Um, hopefully, we're going to take this to the next level. But I'm excited once again um, to have these two young men here. We're um, putting the emphasis on our youth, especially our African-American males. And I'm excited for uh, Mr. White here that have um, done some tremendous things um, uh, in the educational system and currently working on his master's degree. Absolutely. But we also have a young man here that I just got a chance to meet on tonight, but it seems like I've been knowing him for a while. Um, Lloyd. Lloyd is a part of, of the University of Memphis as well here in Memphis, Tennessee. And Lloyd is currently working on his bachelor's degree in psychology. So I said that was pretty interesting to come on a show that's talk time, talking about it, and he is a psychology major. Lloyd, um, <laughs> tell the people who, you, you know, give a little, people a little insight about yourself. Sounds, sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, again, everyone, thank you for listening up, and uh, thank you again for having me on the show. But uh, long, st- long story short, I'm a Washingtonian originally from uh, southeast D.C. I've been here in Memphis for a little over 10 years, so I claim it as my home. Nice. I feel nice. like after you've been somewhere for a decade, there's there's no other option. You have to claim yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> some people do that. <laughs> that yeah, right, right, still right. In Chicago. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that being said, uh, currently I'm a, a super senior at the University of Memphis. It's been a struggle. So anyone listening to this that's in school and didn't finish in four years, hey, I'm <laughs> going through it right now. So I understand. Currently, I have a daughter who will be four. Ironically, July 14th, which is this. This coming Saturday, that's my girl, cool. Lily Pop. That's my best friend's birthday. How about <laughs> it's a that? Special day. How about oh, that? Man, that's nice. Uh, actually, uh, just as Stefan uh, Stephen does, I have some entrepreneurial type of uh, endeavors. I won't bring those to the surface yet because my focus at this given point is to uh, knock out school. But since right. the topic of hand is, uh, you know, the youth in the city, uh, I think. One thing that the youth, from my experience with uh, a lot of young men or young black men specifically, is uh, they don't have a lot of exposure to what life withholds. You Mm -hmm. know, uh, granted, when I grew up, my mother raised me. Cheryl, love you. Did your thing. Had my father in my life. They weren't together, granted. But I had enough information from both parties. Mm -hmm. Uh, That being said, I feel like uh, them two, along with... uh, doing my own research, et cetera, et cetera, I was able to carve out a niche and look into what I need to know in order to be an adult. On top of that, having a kid, of course, makes you grow up pretty fast. This is true. But um, jumping back, excuse me, I didn't mean to get off topic, but with uh, the youth of today, I would say we need to understand what what it takes to live life, so to speak. When I say live life, I mean how to file your taxes, how to start a business, right? How to contribute to your community, right? These are aspects that high school for me, granted I won't say the high school I went to, it was not bad or anything like that. It's just I'll keep that information disclosed. Uh, Generally speaking, I feel like school does not guide the youth in order, excuse me, into a career path for them enough. 
Right. Okay. Granted, if you're not good in math in high school, well, more than likely you're not going to be a mathematician. Granted, unless you have an urge at some point in your later life to, uh, you get a passion for it right. and you understand it. That's what I would say needs to be done. Everything doesn't have to be uh, relative in reference to, let's say, necessarily a four-year institution. Some people are not made for that learning process. Some people are better when it comes to hand on, hands-on. Mm-hmm. That's why there's several articles. I can't quote the specific magazines now, mm-hmm. but that's saying trade schools are making a comeback. Makes sense. Yeah. If you can teach someone a skill, granted they get hands-on experience, hey, from there they can start making their money. They, can, they understand whatever process it may be from uh, back to front. Mm-hmm. Right? Therefore, all they just have to do is put money in marketing, create a website, and provide their services that they completely understand, and then they become a contributing member to whatever society, excuse me, not society, but community, correct? All right. That's what needs to be, uh, I would say, conveyed to more of our youth so we understand there is a path. It's nothing wrong with rapping. If that's what you want to do, that's good, but understand that's not going to pay the bills immediately, right? Yeah. So you need to understand how to contribute, but also how to be happy and live in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that enlightenment is what many people including the youth, as well as excluding, don't understand. Mm -hmm. They don't understand really how to be happy. Mm. So that Mm. could dip into, we could could talk about this all day So with with that being said, with them not understanding, do you feel with you, you're still part of that millennial group, I would say. Do you feel that um, the system have failed them? Do you feel that um, the family um, environment has failed them? I mean, how do they get that understanding? Mm, well, how does how do individuals now get any type of understanding, right? Uh, my learning experience comes from personal encounters, right? Mm-hmm. Outside of that, it comes from online. Anything you're interested in, literally, you mm-hmm. can find online. Mm-hmm. Anything, any person that, if there's any career field, anything you want to do with your life at a given moment, and let's say the day after you want to change, you can find, if you want to be a dancer today, you can find a dancer, have a conversation with them about their endeavors. A couple of them, let's say five dancers. Tomorrow you want to be uh, an actor. You can find five actors, speak to them about their endeavors, right, on top of going in line, excuse me, online and doing your research. So from there you have an understanding of what it takes in order to do whatever it is you make the claim that you would like to, as well as you spoke to people that are actually by default, excuse me, not by default, but that are actually doing what you claimed you wanted to do. So at that point, individual research, as well as Mm -hmm. speaking with other individuals, so market research you could claim, you should know at that point whether it's something you're really interested in or maybe it's just a pass-by that you want to take on as a hobby. Right. Right. Tyler, let me um, shift this to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Lloyd seems to be a very intelligent young man, Mm -hmm. and he said something that is um, key here. Mm-hmm. Online, online. Do have we lost the flavor of parenting and turned it over to online and social media? He is absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. If you want to know how to cook a cake, you want to know how to tie your shoe, you want to know whatever you want to know how to do, mm-hmm. you can go online. And I believe that's where something the disconnect have. Happen? What? Yeah, I gotta agree to 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 a to a larger degree. The way our world is shaping is we're becoming more and more robotic. So it's you know if I need to learn this, I go and 
you know, go online and I go find this and I go find that. And which is great, which is which is wonderful. But if for some reason online does not, you know, tell you that uh, online is not going to show you effort. Online is not going to do all of the work for you. And I think now we're in this we're in this place where if it cannot happen instantaneously, it doesn't necessarily always hold, you know, the 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 the, the train of thought of the youth as much. Because, again, they live a little bit differently than than we live when we grew up. It wasn't we weren't we weren't real microwave back then. It's right. it's, you know, everything that they want or can, you know, go and access it's at their fingertips. But the difference, I think, though, is what happens when you actually got to go out and do some of this physical legwork yourself and really be motivated in a word that, that, that he used, passion. I don't even know. You know, again, I don't online can't teach you. you know, and and, and he, has, he has a good point, And I want you to come back in. He has a good point. There's no reason for anybody to be right. ignorant of anything. True. Because we have technology that would teach you everything. Um, but I know that just like you said, um, online can't t- can't give you that um, hand, that, that hands on that, that passion. It can't create that drive. Right. It can't create. I mean, those are those are intangibles that unfortunately you're going to have to have some of that yourself. And I'm glad that that came from Lloyd and said that because right. it takes us back to our generation. Where have we um, missed out at where we have caused our youth to feel that they had to get all the information from technology you know yeah. and lord you have a uh, you say you have a four-year-old right correct okay before yeah. this this saturday yeah okay. oh before this <laughs> saturday this congratulations time. and it seems like you're you're a very intelligent young man and you're doing the things that you're supposed to be doing as a role model but even with your four-year-old i have to get on my nephew sometimes because he's always in the phone online doing some stuff we don't know what type of things. He's just seven years old um, mm-hmm. or what have you. So online can teach our youth about a lot of things. But those of that's listening out there, we just make sure we need to make sure that we are hands on and we are learning the things that's online so we can articulate that and process it the right way for our youth. I know you want to say something, Lloyd. Go ahead. Um, oh, man, I had a I had a brain fart just now. <laughs> Let uh, fart on ref- back. In, the thing is, uh, in ref. Okay, I remember. Okay, I know uh, that I, fart I wanted, was going to come back. <laughs> I wanted to answer, uh, elaborate on what you just said about your seven-year-old nephew. Mm-hmm. The thing is, as a parent, right, or as a role model, mm-hmm. you don't want to teach uh, children necessarily uh, what to think, what you should do, et cetera, et cetera. You want to think. Excuse me. You want to teach them to make the best decisions. Meaning, without with the internet, you'll have access to anything. Right. Things you should, things you shouldn't. Right. You know, videos you should see and videos you definitely shouldn't see. Mm-hmm. Correct? So you have to teach them to be uh, cognitive enough where they can make the appropriate decision that will not hurt anyone nor themselves in having access to that information. Now, jumping back to what uh, the statement you made. And that's a, a great while point. Ago. That's a great point, which cool. you said, yeah. Correct. So, therefore, you, how can you condition a mentality? If you, could, if you can answer that question, you might have the, the answer to the whole world as far as fixing everything to condition a mentality. Right. But in reference to the Internet, right, you're saying uh, uh, it was, you know, Internet videos, Internet uh, this and that, it doesn't teach passion. Mm-hmm. That's where 
the individual uh, comes, well, not the individual, that's where the networking, so to speak, comes in. Like yeah. uh, when I spoke earlier, I said online as well as uh, uh, reaching out to someone that's doing that's what doing. you're interested right, in right. because they can give you all the grit and all the grind. And based off what they tell you, you make that decision. Mm-hmm. Hey, okay, I looked up some videos online. I spoke with somebody, a couple of individuals, never lead your uh, Never just have one mentor because multiple people can bring different things to the table as well as to your perspective, and you can carve out a niche that way. That's what I've done. Mm-hmm. That being said, from all that information you're gaining, you should be able to realize whether whatever it is you want to do, mm-hmm. business, arts, et cetera, et cetera, whether you actually want to do it. You, right. should, you, you should have that initiative inside of you at that point. At that point you should yeah. have enough information where you feel confidence because that's really all you're doing. With the videos, with the encountering people, et cetera, you're building confidence in reference to that field. Once you have that confidence, then it's like, hey, I know it. I know this is what I want to do or I know this is not what I want to do. Excuse me. But, um, you know, I have enough information to make that judgment. So basically you're saying that that's a tool to help them to find their way. Correct, correct. I mean, between people and uh, online, I mean, you should figure out what it is your life's calling may be. Okay. So is that a tool that helped you to find find your path? Most uh, definitely. Okay. Most definitely. Okay. Let me ask you, ask you this. Um, were there any interactions from uncle, father, any other um, family member? Uh, that had an influence? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would definitely say my mother. Okay. Okay. Uh, my mother, she uh, she started a business, and I enjoyed uh, seeing her go through, you know, well, not the hardships, so to speak, but I feel like I did learn a bit. But uh, in reference to entrepreneurship hard, because I do feel as though everyone should have some type of business or some type of, uh, let's say, uh, institution in which they are the primary uh, creator of or they're heavily in or they're in heavily Heavy influence. Okay. And I would have to say that motivation came from Mr. White right here when I met him at the uh, university in the UC. Right. Uh, Interesting enough. Oh, he's a motivating young man. Most definitely. Most definitely. So I know that you said that you can't speak of your business, but I do want those that will that are tuning in that will tune in later um, to know that we have before us two young men that are entrepreneurs. And that was the article. Um, in the University of Memphis um, magazine, the ABCs of entrepreneurship. Um, so I commend any person, not just young men, but any person, period, to find your gift, find your truth and what you have been put into this earth to do and go after it. Right. Become an entrepreneur. Be your own boss. So I'm uh, proud to say that we have two bosses here on my first show. Right. Yeah, on my first show tonight. So we are... Pleasure to be we, here. <laughs> you say what? Said four. Well, four. Well, I'm talking about young bosses. I already know I'm a boss. Todd, yeah. Todd knows he's a boss. He's my little brother. We, we, we already bosses, and we got a boss in the audience, too. Right. The Godfather. We ain't going to even right. look over there at him right. or what have you. But um, I'm excited that you all um, joined us tonight. And um, is it... Where could people find you, Um uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. My Instagram is Lloyd Goodman 94, okay. which is spelled L L O Y D Goodman, no caps or anything. 94. Okay. Uh, as far as uh, Facebook goes, the same Lloyd Goodman. Excuse me, Lloyd Goodman. Just my name. That's all. Well, much success to you with the new business that's coming about, and we want to say a happy early birthday, birthday to man. your little girl. Thank you. What's Thank her you. name? Her name is Lily. 
Lily, okay, okay, Lily, and Happy I hope early that birthday, Lily. my um um my my second mom in Chicago, she's supposed to be tuning in, listening, and her name is Lily. So I know that she <gasps> is a special little girl, and um, that Lily in Chicago is has a special place in my heart, and I know that your little girl has a special place in your heart. So I thank both you, um, Stephan and and Lloyd, for um, being models in our city. And being models at my alma mater, it was hard for me to graduate from that place, too. So I was a super senior as well. But I did um, finish with my um, bachelor's degree. So I am, like I said, excited about the show, excited about everything that we've talked about. And applause, man. Applause yeah. to you guys, man. Absolutely. Man. Say right Absolutely. Man. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You man. really don't find young men that's doing what you're doing. It's inspirational. When it's, I look back and see, you know, okay, you know, again, all I know is, you know, this world of being an entrepreneur. So, so when I look back and now I see you guys coming and doing the same things, man, I just, you know, again, Kudos to you, man, and keep at it. You know, and let me you. say this, Thank too. Um, like I said, we're both from the west side of Chicago. You don't have to be a product of your environment. No, you no. don't. Mm-hmm. And when I say the west side, I was a part of the inner city where you had to run from the gangs and all that. And Todd, um, he come from. Cabrini Green. Cabrini Green. I'd never been in Cabrini Green. <laughs> <laughs> but he was raised in Cabrini Green. We were right. scared to even ride past there. But he came from there. So you don't have to you be don't. a product of your environment. You do not. You know, you do not. Todd is an entrepreneur himself, you know. And, and like I said, I've done multiple things and continuing to do multiple things. So mm-hmm. I'm just excited um, for this show tonight and for those that um, have tuned in and I want you all to know that there are more shows to come Um, Mm -hmm. and I I, I do want to say this um, before we close out and and, and wind down and give you a a final comment as well but I do want you to know those of you that's listening that um, Romalis Jones Entertainment is hosting a talent development network on a, a talent development workshop on the 21st at the Hadaloo Theater. You can find that link on this podcast. Um, at some point, you'll be able to see that link there. But we are running a pipeline from Memphis to Atlanta and from Atlanta to New York and to California to help those that's in the entertainment industry to develop their talent. So I'm looking forward to that on next week, and I'm looking forward to next week's show as well. And I do want to thank um, the Hair Illusions for sponsoring this show on tonight. Katina Dorsey, you know, you all need to t- check her out, the owner-operator there at Hair Illusions at 3994 Park Avenue. That's located in uh, the Memphis University of Memphis area. I keep messing up with Memphis State because that was programmed in my head. Y'all don't even know nothing about that. Well, they actually still have a they have a sign uh, on campus, like close to the Tiger Den. Yeah, that was back in the day. It says Memphis State University. Yes, so. that's what it was. And, and and I would I think I was the first graduating class when they put it to the University of Memphis, and I was kind of salty about that because I went to Memphis State <laughs> University. But anyway, you all check um, Katina Dorsey out over there mm-hmm. at Hair Illusions. Um, um, you got a, you had a comment, um, Stephen? Yeah, um, I just wanted, I really wanted to just uh, say thank you for, um, I guess, a number of things. And first, starting off uh, for the opportunity to interview and to just really promote uh, what we do every day because there's a lot of effort that goes in that goes unnoticed. And, mm-hmm. you know, not just on my behalf, but on behalf of uh, our strategic leaders, Dr. Who, Dr. Gracer, and 
mm-hmm. I guess our co-founding team. And then I think number two, also want to um, highlight uh, how important it is that um, kind of going back before this first show, how you set out on a mission to create this platform. And, uh, you know, it's really cool to, uh, for myself, and I'm sure, you know, maybe Lloyd might say the same, to no, be the definitely. first guest on a yeah, show that could big. potentially run, you know, 20, 30 right, years, right, right. you know. So thank you nice. for this opportunity. You're, Absolutely. You're, Absolutely. You're more than welcome. Um, next week, I want you all to brace yourself. We're okay. coming um, with a show dealing with mental illness. Mental illness. I'm so excited that a good friend of mine, I'm just going to say Dr. Kelly um, Davis, she will be here with us along with a few other guests. And Todd, I hope you can come back too. I'm enjoying oh, this. We I, may, absolutely. We may can do some things absolutely. together. I'll be back. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll definitely be back. Absolutely. Yeah, like absolutely. I say, this has been the first show. You know, you have to work out your bloopers and your bleeps and all that, those all right. kind of things. But um, once again, mm-hmm. before you judge, I ask the question what's in your cup? What's in your cup? Let's talk about it. It's Talk Time Live with Romalis Jones. Stay tuned for more to come. Thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to seeing and hearing from you on next week with your comments of what you want to talk about. Make sure, hit us up, and let's talk about it. Proceeding is an OM production. For more information, go to the OAMnetwork.com.